You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 17. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Hi everyone, Ed K. Smith from Online Impact with Brendan Tully from the Search Engine Shop and this is The Business Marketing Show. And today we have our guest that was on on the last episode, Matt Reed from Photography Photography Project (laughs) and (laughs) Perth Product Photography. And uh, last episode, um, Matt and Brendan spoke about photos and how to how important it is to have high quality photos on your website uh, and how much that helps with conversion of traffic, etc. So listen, if you haven't listened to that one, uh, we'll have a, a link to that one as well and you, uh, in the show notes you can go and check that one out. Probably a good one to listen to first before you listen to the video one I would suggest. Um, so Brendan uh, spent some time interviewing Matt about video in this upcoming episode. I was not involved with that one. I was doing something else at the time. I can't remember what it was, but uh, Brendan and Matt did a fantastic job on both uh, interviews. So there's some absolute gold in there. So Brendan, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Very good. Good, good. And uh, well done on on that podcast. It's fantastic. I had listened to it yesterday. And uh, tell us more about this particular one with Matt about video, please. Sure. So this is part two of our chat. Um, And you're definitely right. if you haven't listened to the photography episode, you should listen to that one first because some of the, the thing, some of the things we talked about in the photography episode kind of relate to video as well. So in this episode, we chatted about video and um, one of the other the core concepts that we talked about is generally speaking, we should do photography first. If you're going to spend money somewhere and use a professional, do photography first before video because it has a much longer shelf life and you can use it it's not just about using it on your website you can use it all over the place like in your print material brochures signs whatever um, so we talked about video and uh, basically using video online to increase conversions so some of the things we covered were um, the types of video that you can use on your website because there's a lot of different types right there's you know you yeah, can testimonial yeah. videos you can use your know, homepage intro videos, you can use product videos, so there's different types of videos you can use. Uh, We talked about some of the things not to do and one of the big ones that Matt brought up is don't make your website video like a late night infomercial or TV commercial, which is a very common mistake. Um, Not so much these days, but a few years ago, back, you know, 2011, 2012, where online video was becoming a bit more mainstream, people were getting these videos done that were just like a TV ad and putting that on the homepage which really doesn't make sense because they're already on the website. So having a TV ad, which is your know, style video that's about getting to the website doesn't really <laughs> make sense. So it's like you know, connecting the dots there, that's just a bad idea. Um, what else did we talk about? We talked about uh, so using an external professional, um, you know, some common questions around you know, people being nervous and how to get them to perform on video and just kind of how the video process works You know, when you have a video guy there, a photographer there, and you're doing video, how it actually works and the, the different steps to the process, you know, the, the storyboarding, which I, I yep. didn't really think about much at all. Matt talked about how that for a lot of the videos, they actually storyboard it out and plan the shots they need, which really saves them a lot of time when they get on site, um, mm-hmm. you know, how they split up the videos and how to 
because you know a lot of video owners, sorry, business owners star in the video, so they're not. You know, this might be the first time ever they've had to perform or act in front of the camera. So he had some good insights around how to make people comfortable um, and how to kind of remove a lot of that nervous, you know, uptight feeling they have. So definitely an awesome episode um, and well worth checking out. But again, really stressed the point that really always photos before video. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's a it's a cheaper alternative, um, and as we we said before, it's something that you potentially can use for a long, long time to come. That doesn't get necessarily out of date, uh, particularly if it's a if, a, if it's a you know a product shot, um, and you may have this, that same product you know for the next ten years. And if you've got a high quality image of it, then that image will work for ten years. So. If you've got horrible, like some of the stuff we both see in terms of photography and images on websites are atrocious, and you know it's it's they wonder why people go ooh yeah. and and leave and go to another website. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and they may have a great product. This is this is the shame of it all. They may have a great product, a great service, but their whole image presentation is letting them down in terms of conversion. And uh, you know, if someone will go to a site that maybe has the same product or it's even more expensive, but they. They've uh, had a better engagement on site with the images, etc. So yeah, the other thing we talked cool. about that Matt really made a point of that it's better. Like having no video is actually better than having a really bad quality or just a poor video. So yeah, know, yeah, you've, totally. You've, we've both seen plenty of examples where people have DIY'd a video on an iPhone and it just doesn't work. So it's another no. kind of important point. We talked about some of the DIY stuff as well because in some cases. I think we talked about it more in the photography episode, but in some cases, you kind of have to DIY, so he had some tips for that as well. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into the episode and hear what you guys had to say. Thanks, Brendan. Here's the episode. In the you know the workshops we do, we get a lot of questions about video, and I get a lot of questions from clients about video, and I always say, almost always say, photo before video because it it's such a long-term thing. You can get photos done and use them for years, but... You know, once they've kind of checked off the the photo box, I guess, and they've got you know they're leveraging photos as part of their marketing strategy, then the next logical step for me is to get some video done. Um, I mean, you, so you guys do video as well. We do, and I totally agree with your your thought process. Like, get the photos done. That's a no brainer. That's definitely a step one. We have people come to us. Um, wanting a video because everyone wants a video and you look at their marketing and it's like their time and effort would be so much better spent right now in photos initially and then the video. So I think that's a perfect point. Yeah. And there's, a, I mean, what are the, let's run through some of the common video types, like for a typical small business, what sort of videos, because there's different types of videos, right? Some are short videos, they're going to have a short lifespan and some of them are more, like you talked about before, the hero shot that they're going to be there for a while and they're going to get a lot of views. So what are the different types of videos that people can use? Yeah, so I think um, a, a common one or, or a really um, good one is like an about us. Like here's, you know, in one, two, three minutes, however long it is, here's click this button and in that amount of time, you'll get a great sense of who we are, what we do, our energy, our personality, our services, whatever kind of story that you want to tell. So it's a really quick and easy way to get a lot of information across to your potential customers. Like what we said before about the, if there was 10 podiatrists and they all kind of offer the same service, but then on one of the sites, if there was a video where you actually got to meet the team and they look like 
super nice people and you got a little tour through the premises and see how cool the fit out is and like just those little you know see people getting looked after and having fun then like instantly you're, you're, you're way above the others so that that is a, a definitely a potential a good opportunity um, there could be like a product demonstration video so which which is a few different like I guess you can take a few different angles one could be literally here's how to use this product. So it could be like a support video. So when you get your product, watch this video and we'll show you exactly how to set it up and, um, and um, you know, operate it so it's going to work perfectly for you. And this uh, gives, I think, people peace of mind. I guess if you're watching that video and you've got good support and you know exactly how to use it, you'll be much more inclined to hit that add to cart button. Yep. Um, so, yeah, product demo videos are are super valuable, I think. Um, it could be like you could do videos on case studies. Um, again, probably more for bigger projects like and thinking more construction or um, fabrication projects, like to actually um, be able to capture from start to finish that um, project. Yep. And that's really powerful for winning more of that type of work. Or it doesn't have to be that same type of work. It just gives people confidence. If that whole project looked pretty slick and professional, then, yeah, it's just a confidence builder. Um, yeah, so there's, there's kind of a, a bunch of different ways you can use it and definitely a bunch of different styles you can go about producing them in. Yeah, and is it expensive or does it have to be expensive? Are there ways to you know, keep the cost down if we use professional? Yeah, definitely. I think things that I guess every video is going to have certain ingredients. So um, I, things that would add more cost would be, um, say, um, multiple locations. So literally, if you're looking at two videos, they might be exactly the same quality. One is filmed in all the one morning at the one business location. The second one was filmed one day a week for ten different, you know, locations. So instantly, that's going to add more cost because there's more. Um, logistics, more time, um, which won't necessarily translate into a better video. So I guess one way to keep costs down would be one location, keep it keep it um, a compressed shoot session. Things like um, voiceover or um, music, um, graphics that come in and out of uh, like motion graphics. These are the little things that can add some polish to a video but also add cost. So um, really in terms of like a, the most simplest type of video would be say customer testimonials. You yep. could organize um, three or four customers to come to your business. Um, we come in and film each of them separately talking about how great you are. Um, that's an awesome way to, to um, add credibility and put on your website or wherever your marketing is. So people can, I guess, see from other people that have dealt with you exactly their experience. Yeah. And that can be really economical. Yeah. Okay. And the, the same kind of thing applies to videos, photos, right? It's more about being real and evoking a feeling as opposed to being super polished and, you know, like, I guess, Hollywood style quality. And again, the same, the concept with the stock photography applies that if it's too polished and too engineered, it feels a bit fake and might have the reverse effect, Yeah. I think so, yeah. Like no video is way better than a bad video. Um, and, and I guess a video can be bad for two reasons. could be the production quality is poor um, or it could be just the 
the message or the execution is poor. And I think one of the biggest areas to go wrong is, or personally anyway, is the mega salesy advert. Like the yeah. world doesn't need another advert. Oh <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> it, yeah. So that, like it just does my head in. So um, no doubt there's still, you know, needs for that. But especially as business owners, I think there's more value in, I guess, story and people, giving people something that they can bond with and choose with you based on that rather than like, buy our stuff. It's awesome. It's the latest, greatest. Um, that's, yeah, that's yeah. It's, pretty saturated with those sort of ads. Yeah, yeah. And also when someone, because I see this not so much, probably a bit more a few years ago when video became a bit more mainstream and people really started to use it in business. But you hit, hit someone's homepage and there's kind of like an ad for the business on the homepage, which it's, it doesn't make sense that if I'm already at the business, you don't need to advertise to me to get me to the business. I'm there. So tell me the next step. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I guess it's a, like maybe the mental frame is we, should, we need video. Let's just do any video that we have on the website. But that's a bad idea, right? Video for the sake of video is not good. That's a bad idea. Yeah, and you see it plenty. Like it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, on a I guess a production quality, um, one thing that that people do go wrong in, especially trying to do it yourself. There's the, I think the filming technology, like the camera technology, is very good um, and accessible, but the audio takes more work. So people will tolerate watching a video with poor video quality if the audio is good. But it's really hard to watch a video with good visual quality but poor audio. Like you just can't concentrate on that. If it's bad audio, you're just going to turn it off. So I think the thing to make sure you get right in any video, the audio has to be clean and great and easy to listen to. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Because I've, I've started doing my own videos for some of the, the short videos we do and definitely the, the audio is a bit of a challenge. It can be very hit and miss at times. So a lot yeah. of the time... You just have to throw it away because it's just the audio didn't work or it's windy or there's an echo or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, if you look a bit dark or if it's not the prettiest view, but it's clear and it's easy to listen to you, that's fine. If if you look amazing and like you're struggling to hear you, that's not good. Yeah. So again, with the with the video stuff, how does a typical engagement work? Is it this, the same sort of thing as with the photos? They come to you with an idea um, or you know a broad brief and then you guys flesh it out? Pretty much, pretty much. The trickiest part is the, like people really quickly want to get to a price, um, but both of us and the client do because you need to know if it's feasible or not or what we're working within. Um, the thing is with the video, to work out the price, you kind of need to go through the first quarter of the whole process. Like most of the work happens before the camera comes out and really to get an accurate price, we really need to work out a lot of the logistics, like what, um, but in, in terms of a workflow, it's like, okay, what's what's the overall message? Where's the video going to go? Um, uh, how long is it going to be? What content needs to be in it? And then people might not have a clue, might not have thought about this, but this is something we kind of hash out in a conversation. And then based on that, we can start thinking about kind of ways to go about that and approach it, um, whether it's someone talking to camera or if it's a voiceover and then they're seeing the product being demonstrated or whether it's a tour of the business premises starts kind of getting a bit real of, of how we'd we'd pull off the idea. Yeah. And then 
based on that, then we would work out, okay, logistically, what's involved to get that to happen? Can, do you think we can come to your business and film for two hours and get everything that we need? Um, it's just bringing in those different ingredients to see um, what would be involved to produce it. And then it's, uh, then it's more possible to give a quote. So at that point, we would give a quote, say, okay, it's going to cost X amount. And then um, if the client's happy, then we go ahead. And then what we do before, like I think most people, especially do-it-yourself, people would just pull the camera out and start filming. And that's fine, but what you'll find is you end up with a ton of footage. Like it's so easy to rack up hours of Mm. footage. And then you've got to go through and try and cut it into something workable. And that's hard. Like that just, that's soul destroying. It just consumes (laughs) days. So we would almost edit the movie on paper before the camera comes out. So, um, or this is one, there's many ways to do it, but this is a really efficient way of doing it. So like literally have it mapped out a bit of a storyline, how it's going to go. So for example, if it's a product video, like a demonstration video, we would work out when that person's going to be on camera and when that and talking and when the person's going to be talking and it, it, they won't be on the camera. For example, you'd be seeing the product because then you know what lines of the script the person needs to remember and what lines of the script the person doesn't need to remember. They can just read out. So there's all these little kind of um, shortcutting tricks that just take the pressure off ultimately who's going to be in front of the camera. Um, if we know where the edit point is, if we know between this topic and this topic there's going to be a graphic or if there's going to be um, a demonstration or something, then we know the person doesn't need to refilm those both those topics all in one go seamlessly. Yep. They can do the first one first, stop, take a breath, read the, read the notes and do the second one. So knowing how we're going to cut it in the end um, makes us or allows us to break the actual filming down into little bite-sized chunks that anyone can deliver comfortably and it's going to come together into a perfect puzzle. Yeah, awesome. And what about being comfortable in front of the camera? Do you find that's hard to have to get people to relax in front of the camera and they're very wooden or is that do you find that that's very easy once you know you're on there and they've you know had a few minutes and they kind of ease up and get a bit more natural? Yeah, I would say not many people would like to be in front of the camera. Like if you could choose to be anywhere or anywhere else, like public speaking, going to the dentist, being on camera, <laughs> they're all kind of around the same limit for a lot of people. So, yeah, some people are fine. Some people really freak out. And so I think it's important to know that because that might um, help determine how you film that. So some sometimes people talk directly, like in videos, if you think about videos that you've watched, sometimes people are talking directly to the camera, like they're looking into the lens. Other people are looking off camera, like they're talking to someone else. So the the camera's almost like joining in on the conversation. And this is much less threatening for someone to be able to be looking at someone else talking and the camera's just off to the side capturing it. It's, if done right, the person can... Um, you know, not even remember that they're being filmed. And yep. I think for people that are really worried about being in front of the camera, this is a safe way to go. And and the good thing about it, it's not live TV. So if it's small bite-sized chunks, we can record each chunk 10, 15, 20 times and pick the best one. And that's what we can do and then build a 
the part the video together based on the best takes. Yeah, awesome. So then at the, at the end of that, I mean, there's obviously some editing and post-production. And then what's the delivery? Again, is it the same deal with the photos? They get a file or do you guys do the upload to YouTube or what happens from there? Yeah, both. And it, it comes down to the client as well. In probably most of our cases, or in every case, we would hand over the video file. Um, and then most cases, our clients will have a Vimeo or YouTube or Wissia channel and um, they can just give us the up, the login details and we can upload it straight there for them or um, they can have the file and upload it to their channel themselves either which way but essentially it would go the video file which they would have but either them or us would upload it to an online platform YouTube or Vimeo and then embed that onto their website or Facebook page or wherever yeah. it's going. Awesome yeah for us from a, an SEO and online marketing perspective I like to use YouTube as the primary channel um, because the more views they get on the video, the more likely that's going to appear in the YouTube search and the Google search results. But I find the Vimeo player looks a lot more slick and it just something about it looks a lot more professional than the, the default YouTube um, player. So where it needs to look good on the website, then we'd typically lean towards using Vimeo instead um, just because it has that polished look and feel. Yeah, it does look a little bit classier. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, is there anything else that people need to know about video? That's it's, It seems like, a, a, I guess, a, a little bit more condensed than the photo stuff because there's probably, if you're using professional, they'll do a lot of the thinking for you. So, there's there's less scope to go wrong. But is there anything else people should know? I, th I think probably just the, I'm sure you get people come to you saying, I need a video, I need a video. Everyone thinks I need a video or I'll be on number one on Google if I've got a video. <laughs> I, I think there's so many pieces or opportunities to the marketing puzzle that should be in place first before you go there. Um, it can be more expensive to do right. So, like, you might get way more bang for your buck making sure your content and your photos and your um, site design is schmick before going there. So... I think that would be the that would be my biggest kind of concern <laughs> for businesses. Like have everything else just dialed in, and yep. then get ready to launch into you know a new opportunity. Um, and then this like there's just so many bad bad videos. Like not even professionals judging them as bad. Like anyone could watch it and go, oh my god, that's bad. Yeah. Um, the, you just don't want one of those for your business. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, cringeworthy video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I would have, and it's easy to get attached to work you've produced yourself. Um, so I'd be uh, somehow like really get some third opinions on any work that you produce yourself just to make sure it's representing your company at the level that you want it to. Yep, yep. Cool. Okay, so if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? So they can probably the easiest way is to jump on the website. So photographyproject.com.au. Actually, have two brands. So photographyproject.com.au um, is more geared towards our marketing images. So people and places and projects and and video. And then we have another brand called Perth Product Photography, which is perthproductphotography.com.au, and that's really specialised all about the product shots that we do. So um, images of your products, which can be in studio or on site. So best to hit those two websites. There's tons of information on 
you know, the different styles and shots and, and info. But um, from there, you can jump on the phone, call us or send an email and we'll be straight back in touch. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Cool. Yeah, nice chatting to you, Brendan. It's been great. Awesome. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Just look for Business Marketing Show.